Okay, so I feel like this whole process was harder than giving birth to Louie. Whoa. It yeah. seriously was. And we I thought I was finishing up both of those things about the same time. I thought that this project was being finished about, about the time when I was having Louie. But I am so excited, you guys, to announce something that's really big for us. And I hope that it's big for you. I hope that it impacts your life in a really, really big way, because when you hear what this is, you might not be like, whoa, that's life shattering, but it can be life changing. And that is Elisha's and my hope for you. Yes. And I can say that this has been life changing for us because we created this item for our use first and foremost. And then we've decided to share it with the public, which is you. I feel like you told them too much. Really? Yeah. But let's get started. Dang it. Hey, I'm Elisha Voper. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in big families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with two young children and our third on the way, there's nothing that excites us more than seeing what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go! Okay, so guess what we did. You can't hear their guesses, Katie. You There's can't... three options. No, no, give them any options. <laughs> There's three options. Okay, you don't want to give them options? No. Okay, I guess we'll just tell you <laughs> if you really want to know. What did we do, Elisha? We just published our first ever book. Books. Books. Two books. I published one. Elisha published the other one, and we are, you guys are listening to authors, folks. <laughs> wow. Uh, these books go together. It's a for him and a for her, and they're workbooks, believe it or not. And we have been talking about these books since I think when we first started writing them. I think you guys started hearing about these in March, and we hope to have them out at the end of May. And then it took a little longer and we're like, oh, for sure, June. I think when we were recording on the podcast and we're like, they'll be out at the end of this week in June. Well, we said that? I'm pretty sure. Whoa. Yes. And then the move happened. Louie happened. We had no clue what we were talking about. And they are finally published. They're on Amazon.com. Yes. The reason we're talking about them is because we really want you folks to go buy them. Yes. And okay, legitimately, we are hard selling these things because not because we earn like a $2.50 commission when you buy one, but Well, that's too that's giving them the details here, Katie. Well, I'm just saying you guys like it's not like we're going to get rich off of this, okay? No. That's not the purpose. Yeah. Why we're so excited about these is because we want to get them into your homes. And they just made such a huge impact on our lives we're really hoping that they make a big impact on your life but the only way that it can do that is if you read the book yes and i'm a huge fan of these books we literally used them uh very recently because these workbooks are are really directed towards uh people going through the postpartum season or preparing for the postpartum season 
And of course, we just had our third child a couple months back. And so that's exactly where we've been. Yeah, that's where we've been. And so I kind of want to give you guys a little bit of backstory. And I also want to say before you like click off this podcast and like this doesn't, you know, apply to me. These are marriage books. It's at the very top, we say a marriage workbook. And that's because this isn't like for physical healing postpartum. This isn't only for a woman kind of describing like, you know, how to get your body back after the baby, or I just feel like there's so many resources for that. But we found that it really took us off guard how much our marriage was impacted with the birth of a child. And it has been impacted with the birth of every single one of our children. Every time you add a new child into the family dynamic, you have to shift and change and adapt. And we didn't do that very well the first two times of our marriage. Yeah, the most challenging seasons in our marriage are hands down the postpartum season following our first and second child, Leon and Lucy. And I think if you were to ask Katie or I what we were most nervous about once we became pregnant with our third child, Lewis, I think we probably both would have said how our marriage was going to do in the postpartum season because it was such a negative experience for those first two seasons. And when we say season, we're talking about six weeks here. Postpartum, people say it's anywhere from six weeks is kind of a minimum to up to years long. And I don't want to live in just a postpartum season my whole life. We've had three kids in three years, so we've kind of limited it to six weeks and try to get back on the horse after that. But if you're struggling with um, depression or anxiety or, you know, there's different things that can definitely last longer than six weeks, but these books are addressed or addressing those six weeks. So kind of, I want to give you guys a little backstory on how this happened and I put on my dream board at the beginning of the year, I want to write a book. And I don't know how many times I've written down at the beginning of the year, I want to be a published author ever since I was about seven years old. And I'm an English major. Yeah. And I always wanted to be a published author. That wasn't something that came later in life, (laughs) later in life at ripe 24 years of age. (laughs) Um, And Elisha, when did you feel like you wanted to publish a book? I think it's probably been an on and off desire for me for maybe 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, 10 or 15 years maybe. So we thought it would be fun to solve a pain point. And what basically happened was I had no clue what I wanted to write about. Elisha, I told him my dream and he was like, yeah, we should totally write books this year. I don't know, you know, what I would write either. And I put out a poll on Instagram because I was getting nervous about our upcoming postpartum season. And I love pulling you guys to gain from your wisdom. And so I asked like, what was your biggest struggle postpartum? And I got so many comments. And so Elisha and I sat down and we started looking at all these different areas that we could work on in our marriage and five areas stuck out the most. And so we started to create tools and come up with ways that we could work through those five areas because almost every comment went into one of these five categories. And then it kind of clicked as we were doing this process for ourselves. We're like, we should put this in a book. Yeah. So these were tools that originally we started comprising, uh, like I said at the beginning of the episode, for our use. And I can say now, you know, getting through this most recent postpartum season or kind of on the tail end of it, they have worked phenomenally well. And once again, postpartum, not postpartum, these are marriage tools. And I think that that's mm-hmm. why I'm really excited about them and how, and I'm excited that we're, we've got them organized in a booklet format, in a workbook format. 
is because these are going to be applicable to any season in your marriage that has the potential to be, I guess, challenging. And I mean, that's a huge statement, I guess, or a very broad statement, but meaning seasons of sickness or seasons of financial stress or seasons where you're moving um, locations, you're moving homes, or you're starting a new job. I think that those seasons have a lot of commonalities to the postpartum season. And so that's really what these tools are directed towards. Yes, exactly. And you guys listen to these topics, I guess, and see if you can relate with us on these being maybe pain points if you've had a child or if they've just been pain points in your marriage. Expectations, communicating expectations or unmet expectations, which usually go hand in hand. So we wrote on expectations, communication in general, emotions and hormones, because those kind of go nutso after the baby, sleep and fatigue. If you have kids in general, this is a good one to know how to navigate. Intimacy during healing, because sometimes that can kind of catch you off guard as far as having sex after a baby or the lack thereof. And so those are kind of the five, I was like reading down the chapters. There's eight chapters, but those are the five key points. That yeah. We say, them one, say them one more time. So expectations, communication, emotions and hormones, sleep and fatigue, and intimacy during healing. So the title of the book is called After the Baby, the five biggest pain points of postpartum and how to work through them as a married couple. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in you listing off those, those five categories, those are just common in marriage. I feel like they can be points of division, Mm -hmm. uh, but our goal is really to address these issues as proactively as we can before a challenging season so that we can be on the same team and attacking them. It's kind of like acknowledging that, okay, there's going to be a battle with these five categories. Mm -hmm. Let's start preparing for it beforehand so that we can be fighting it together as a team rather than me versus you, you know, both of us trying to get what we can get from the other person while we're in this challenging season. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with right after we had this baby, we moved. Elisha changed jobs. Tons of stuff happened all at one time in our marriage. And we were talking about it and we were trying to think of a low point that we had this time because it was definitely hard, but we felt like a team the whole time. Yeah. This book really gave us kind of some guidelines for how we were going to handle our postpartum season. And I think that's what was most important for me. I can speak for myself in that I, there were some things that I was that I'd committed to not doing or certain things I had committed to not talking about in that challenging season because I knew that in the context of that six weeks, they would only bring about more strife or more anxiety or more division. And I think Katie similarly had committed to doing uh, the same thing in, mm-hmm. in different areas. And uh, and as a result, I think that it didn't mean it doesn't mean that the season was easy, but our marriage was so much better in the midst of a challenging season. And again, a challenging season is so much more endurable when you're united as a married couple. And oh, it's yeah. far more miserable when you're divided. I wouldn't even say that our marriage was so much better. I think it actually got better. Like, I think it deepened during this season and we grew. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was it was good for our marriage. In our marriage. Yeah. yeah it agree. wasn't like we were just hanging on and trying to get through. But how would you say, like, we wrote this book? Yeah. So that's a great question. We... Katie or I, we don't feel like we can really teach on the on the topic of postpartum, or we don't feel like we can teach and lecture on the topic of marriage postpartum. So what we've done is most of the text in the book is kind of sharing some of our stories from the, the first two postpartum seasons that we went to, 
and then went through, I should say. We, we did go to them. We went to the you know, I should say, they came season. to us. They came to us. Um, and so that's what the most of the writing is. It's, it's fun stories, kind of some crazy analogies that are true stories. And then we've created tools to combat each one of these, I guess, mistakes that we've made in the past. And we can say for certain now that these are effective tools. And so I'm really excited about that. I guess now, maybe, Katie, would you say now you can teach on this? Oh, yeah, I definitely for me, it's not so much. I didn't feel like I couldn't teach on it because I feel like experience is a great teacher and I feel like I'd be able to communicate what we've learned pretty effectively, but it's not really fun. Like we wanted these books to be entertaining and practical. If I could say like two things we wanted them to be, we wanted them them to be a fun read. We didn't want it to feel like a textbook or something you had to sit through. We wanted to share funny stories written with our own casual language my grandma proofread them she was one of the people who proofread them thank you so much grandma paula but she had to turn a blind eye to a lot of grammatical errors that we kind of did on purpose stylistically so that it just sounds like we're talking to you and we're having a good time and so that's how we wanted it to be wanted it to be entertaining and we wanted it to actually change your marriage and your postpartum season and grow it. Yes. And because we're just like huge fans of having kids and we're huge fans of the blessing that they are in our lives. We're huge fans of marriage and sticking it out with that lifelong partner, but not just like sticking it out, but making it awesome. Yes. Thriving and enjoying it. Yeah. So we just want to gather. We still have such a long ways to go, but that is our goal in these books is just to communicate some of the things that we've learned to really bring joy and infuse joy into that time. Yeah, that's right. Cause I think that we were so driven because like Katie said, we love children we love promoting children and family. And we, we, we would be thrilled if the Lord blessed us with more children, but we don't want it to be this negative experience every time we enter the postpartum season and like a like just something that we're dreading. And so that we really did study it and kind of we distilled down our last couple of, ex- of experiences in the postpartum season to come out with some very helpful tools. Do you want to read a part of your book? Oh, OK. Well, let me let me pull it open. It's, I'm holding it right here. So OK, I'm going to read something. a paragraph in mine. OK, just to it. give you guys a little sampler. Okay, so this is chapter one. It's called First Came Love, and we kind of write out our love story. I crouched underneath the trampoline with my seven-year-old sister, Kyla, and scrunched my freckled nose to see against the glaring summer sun. There he is. There's Elisha, I whispered excitedly. All I could see were his tan legs sticking out of wide basketball shorts and disappearing into thick, patriotic basketball shoes, but butterflies fluttered frantically in my stomach. His name isn't Elisha, it's Pete, Kyla whispered back. I never said one word to Elisha that weekend, but the moment I arrived home in Southern California from family camp in Oregon, I dug out my journal and scrawled as only an eight-year-old can, I want to marry Elisha Peter Boatberg. And the rest is history. Yeah, (laughs) and and, and you know how that story ends. Well, I don't know if you know how it ends, but you know that you folks know that that came to be the marriage. Okay. Let's see. Well, I'll read from chapter five. How does that sound, Katie? Oh, wow. Just okay. the beginning? Is that, or is that, should I read from no, chapter? No, read from okay. chapter five. I was just flipping through here. Dang, you read so well. Did you practice that? No, but I love to read. Okay, I'm kind of nervous because you sounded so good. Okay, so I'm going to, and, and I do want you folks to know I'm writing to men. And so if you're a woman, plug your ears. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that is actually an important clarification. 
you might be wondering like, okay, so Elisha wrote one, Katie wrote one. He is writing to the husbands. So these really are why we refer to them as one book is because we intended to sell them only together. But Amazon didn't let us do that. So they were written to be together. And I think that's super important. If you are the wife and you get like half the book, like you just get mine, that's totally like fine. But your husband's not getting prepared for postpartum. And that can be just as big of a deal if you guys aren't on the same page. So Elisha does a great job of writing to guys. All right. I, I changed my mind. I chickened out on chapter five. I'm, <laughs> oh I'm no. going to read from chapter three. So this is about expectations. In this okay. chapter I titled Less Than Great Expectations. What I did right. Katie's first delivery went exceptionally well. That said, it was still gnarly. I was not fully prepared for the raw, real, and gory carnage of childbirth. There was, however, one thing I did prior to Katie going into labor that was extremely advantageous. I asked her what she expected and desired from me during labor and delivery. I was a bit blown away when she told me she wanted me to be even more vocal and supportive than the midwife. What? Then why did the midwife get all the money? Had I not asked this question, I would have expected to be entirely removed from the labor process, waiting to hear the first cry of my child from outside the delivery room. That's what you see in the movies. The laboring woman and the professionals are in the sterile and controlled environment doing their thing while the husband and father-to-be paces nervously outside. What help could the husband be anyway? Come to find out, we can be a lot of help, and it feels really good to support your laboring wife. I mean, when you think of it, she gets the bad end of the deal in this whole baby-making thing, so we really should be willing to help however we can. Should I just stop there? That's a good... Yeah, that's good. Stop okay. there. Stop there. I was just starting to get into the flow of this. Man... <laughs> Don't stop me now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. That was Man. like so anticlimactic. We really ought to read some of these chapters sometime. Yes, that would be fun. That might be fun. That would be fun. But we just want to kind of give you a sampling of how they are written, basically. Mine's kind of novella style, and Elisha's is, you can see some of his humor in there. Yes. But it's pretty fun. So anyways, let's see here. What are some other things? Okay. Basically, the tools. I wanted to talk about the tools because a lot of these tools are actually tools. We've shared some of these on the podcast, but they were initially business tools. And a lot of them were came through my dad. And he's a business coach of high-profile entrepreneurs that are making multiple six figures a year. And at that level, their businesses have a lot of complexity. So they're trying to communicate to maybe the CEO or the COO and then they're trying the COO or the CEO are trying to communicate to the next guy and they're trying to pass on the information to the general laborers. So these tools were intended to be very detailed, although they're very simple and easy to use to communicate information from one person to the next. So that in mind, it's, they are incredibly effective when it comes from translating expectations, communicating your goals, communicating emotions you didn't even know you had to someone else. And it's so easy when you think of it in terms of like a whole business trying to run together to communicate from one person to the other. Yeah, I think Katie and I, I mean, as many of you know, we enjoy business a lot and we're entrepreneurial and we love reading business books and finding business tools. And so when we thought of these tools in the context of marriage, we marriage, we got really excited because uh, for better or for worse, business tools are, they come down to, do they get results or do they not? 
does a communication tool work or does it not? If you feel good about yourself reading about the tool and applying the tool, but it doesn't get results, it's, it's useless in the business world. And so therefore you'd get rid of them. So we thought, how can we apply these to relationship, to the marriage relationship and, and soften them up in some areas so they're not as pointed and not as mm-hmm. direct, but have the same effectiveness or efficacy, if you will, so that we can say, wow, these tools actually bring forth fruit. Yeah, like Elisha was saying, in a business setting, there's a bottom line, like there's a dollar value and relationships can be a lot more vague. So we've actually applied a ton of stuff we do in our marriage. We initially get from a business book and then we apply to our marriage. But these tools we've been using for maybe a couple years, some of these tools, Mm -hmm. I should say, some of them we created just for the book and some of them we adapted just for this season. But a lot of these tools we've used for multiple years and we kind of figured out how to target them specifically toward this season. Mm. Yes. And I'd love to make just kind of my, I guess my pitch for books in general. Okay. I know we're talking about our book here, but I am such an advocate of books and that is because I need them. I probably am the first person that thinks to myself when somebody's referencing a book or they're referencing a concept or they're referencing a sermon and I'll hear the title or I'll hear the the topic of it and I'll think, oh oh yeah, I know about that. I know about that topic. I know what they're going to say. And I am probably the biggest culprit of reading a book by its cover and saying, oh, I know about that topic. Why would I, why would I spend time reading a book? Yet every single time I sit down and I open up a book, regardless of how much I think I already know about what it's going to talk about, it just changes me. And the, the, the therapy and the therapeutic process of going through words and reading them and letting your brain process them is so helpful for us moving forward in what er- whatever area of life. And of course, in this area, we're talking about marriage in the context of the postpartum season. And so I'm, at, I'm obviously promoting our book, but I'm also just encouraging all of those people that might be like me and that could say, oh, I don't, I know what they're going to talk about at that church, or I know what those books, they all say the same thing. You know, it's a bunch of redundancies here. But in reality, if you open the book and just start getting to work, that process can be transformative. Of course, going to God's word is the first thing we should do because God's mm-hmm. word truly transforms us. We can truly be transformed by the renewing of our mind in God's word. And yet, I fail to do that sometimes. And it goes with different workbooks and booklets where I think, oh, I don't, I don't need to spend time doing that. I know what everybody says about marriage. I know what the, you know, the five love languages and his needs and her needs and, you know, love and respect. I've heard, I've heard about all these things. And yet when I go and open those very books, I'm always impacted in a deep, profound way. Yeah. I just totally agree with what you're saying because you, you, don't know when something's going to hit you a certain way either. You might have heard something. I've heard things a million times. And then all of a sudden, I'm either at a certain stage in life when it hits me in a really direct way, or someone said it in a way that just really struck me as something new. And so, yeah, I just, I just can't say enough either. We never know it all. Yeah, that's right. I love, I mean, I love the line, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. You know, and so if there's something in that book that you don't know, then you don't even know you don't know it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm picturing a time when these really helped me during 
you know, I think Louie was like four weeks old and we were getting ready for bed. I didn't know why I was upset, but I was really upset. Mm -hmm. And you ended up leaving and going to the grocery store. You weren't, I don't think you knew I was upset. Hmm. You knew I was like a little like emotional, but you were like fine with it. You know, it wasn't, you didn't know the depths of my despair. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's, that's the whole point is because in this book, we talk about emotions that are normal things you shouldn't talk about postpartum and i decided i wasn't gonna communicate this which for me is a really big deal because i communicate everything and when elisha went to the grocery store i cried for like an hour in bed till i fell asleep and that sounds like really like oh my goodness you should talk to your husband but the next morning i could not even remember what i was going to talk to elisha about Hmm. were you grateful that you did not bring it up yeah because with lucy I felt the exact same way, the same knot in my stomach, the same like, I have to communicate here. And I said a bunch of things in that moment that I didn't mean long term. And I ultimately still regret. Hmm. That's probably my only regret in life was that conversation. Wow. The only thing you've done wrong is. No, it's not the only thing I've done wrong. But most things I've done wrong have worked out or like taught me something, you know, like they've been. Yeah, like the Lord's used it to mold you. So, yeah, I've done like a million things wrong. But a lot of them, it's just kind of like, okay, that was a part of my learning process. Mm -hmm. This could have 100% been avoided. I knew I probably shouldn't be saying the things I was saying. Hmm. And they've created a soft spot in our marriage, I feel like, that Hmm. still have to be sensitive. Yeah, a little tender there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Something that I really like, I'm just going to go back to promoting books here, um, (laughs) is I love the intentionality that it requires to sit down and read it. And this goes, I think, with, with beyond books, you know, conferences, going to a marriage conference or going to a workshop. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not like a multi-day conference. Maybe it's a few hour workshop. Um, But when you do, and, and it's the same thing when you sit down with a book, you're sitting down and you're devoting time ideally uninterrupted towards your marriage and regardless of what the content is at that conference or in that book by you just saying no to other things you know in the world the other distractions you're prioritizing your marriage in a very practical way and that goes i think and and so therefore the work you're communicating to your spouse and then the work's a lot deeper in your own heart and in your mind and i contrast that to maybe and and the things that i'm going to contrast it to aren't bad at all. I think they're really good things. But I contrast that to like maybe just listening to a podcast while you're on your way to work. That's obviously an awesome use of time. I listen to a podcast every single day on my way to work, on my on my way home. I love doing it. Don't stop listening to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> but it's very easy to multitask while you're listening to a podcast. Yes. And I think that when I go to a conference or when I sit down and read a book, I'm just saying, you know, this my marriage is so worthy of me focusing on it alone. For a moment of time, whether that's a few minutes in the morning in a book or whether it's a few hours, you know, at a, at a workshop in the evening. And I'm kind of convicted, Katie, because we've confession time to our podcast listeners. We've failed so far this year to go to go to a marriage conference and we've committed to going to a marriage conference every year of our marriage. I've literally thought about that like every day this week. Well, we've got three months, which I'm yeah, really I'm grateful like, for. Because it's the approach of a last quarter. And I'm like, OK, December's crazy. We have two months. Yes, we, we really do. That have, out. Like in October's like booked out. We've got like November to find a marriage conference or a workshop to go to. Mm-hmm. And you folks will you can hold us accountable. But I really love the intentionality that a book requires from you to sit down and say, you know what, my marriage is so worth 
just thinking about it for a few minutes a morning or a few minutes a night and going through this book. And I think I get really tired and saddened by hearing people say like, oh, you know, we used to have so much fun and then we had a baby or it was really great with one, but then we had two and like, you know, now Mm -hmm. we never spend time together or, and there's never a point in our marriage where we can let up on that intentionality. Mm -hmm. And I see certain marriages that have been married for a long time and they still have so much joy and the kids didn't draw them apart. They let the kids draw them together and mm-hmm. they continued to work on that relationship. And ultimately, that's our goal. This is a little, this book is a little tool in that direction. Uh, this can be a wonderful, beautiful time. This could be a time when you want your best friend there for you when you're going through something hard. And so often that person can almost become the enemy because you aren't seeing eye to eye on stuff or there's so many new decisions to be made. There's so many new emotions. Yeah, they don't understand what's going on. I know from, from a man's yeah. perspective, I just didn't understand you at all and mm-hmm. didn't understand what was what was going on. Yeah, Elisha definitely talks about him not understanding me. In the and book. that was hurtful to you. And then it ended up being hurtful to me too because you didn't know how to communicate your hurt. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we're just really hoping that these bring the joy of parenthood like obviously a baby's a huge blessing in and of itself but that said it's not always a graceful transition Hmm. and we want it to be an awesome transition no matter how many kids you have and we want it to be an awesome joyful transition for us too if the lord chooses to bless us with another child that's right it's such a gift it's such a blessing and the last thing i want is there to be this little fly in the pudding every time a child comes into the world where we say, okay, the gift of life is amazing and it's unparalleled and the blessing that it is. Yet we have to kind of deal with this aspect of our marriage. That's pretty, that's kind of a bummer for this season. Every time after, you know, after a baby, and I don't think it has to be that way. I think it can be, mm-hmm. it can be a time that really binds you closer together and that you can even enjoy on certain levels when you're in it as a team and you can acknowledge that you're in a trying season, but you're in it together. And that makes it kind of a fun challenge. Yeah. So I will link these in the show notes. I know I'm terrible about linking things in the show notes, but they will. Click on the little detail button. There's going to be a page where you can go purchase them. We tried to put them at a point where you guys will be able to buy both of them, hopefully. Um, If not, don't drink coffee for two weeks (laughs) if you can't afford them. Yeah, exactly. Elisha's well, looking at me like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I was trying to have a hard time piecing that together. Yeah, so once again, the, the name of the books are After the Baby, The Marriage Workbook, A Guide for Him, or A Marriage work, Workbook, A Guide for Her. So when you're like searching in Amazon, for instance, we are not the most famous authors on the planet, okay? You might have guessed that by now. So you'll probably need to search in the search bar After the Baby for Him or After the Baby for Her. Or Elisha and Catherine Boberg. But if you go to that page that's linked down in the description, it'll take you right there. That's probably the easiest thing to do. It's yes. just, yeah, if you go to now we're family. This, this. Yeah. If you want to do like extra bonus points and help us out, we have no prizes for these bonus point winners. <laughs> but if you do go search in Amazon after the baby for him or after the baby for her and buy them that way, We might be on page like 20, so it might take you a while, but that will bring us up in search. 
if that makes sense. So it could bump us to page like one or two. So it's easier for other people to find us. So if you have a spare 30 minutes and want to look through like a bunch of baby books, that's, I'm just putting that out there. Sure. Why not? I mean, that's a lot of extracurricular It's way extracurricular. Don't feel you need to do it. But I mean, we'd be honored. I'd be honored. And then I'm going to make one. We're in the asking mood right now. I'm just going to go for another ask. Well, I I legit really am, am grateful for these books. I am grateful for them too. I, I, I actually, it's funny just even holding it here and looking through the tools. Once again, I'm like, this is a valuable resource for Katie and I, and I really do think it's going to be a valuable resource for anyone that. Yeah, like we bought it. a bunch of our own books and are sending them to people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you do purchase this book, first off, thank you. We hope it's a blessing, and if it is a blessing, huge thank you. Then I know we're always asking you to leave a rating or a review on this podcast, but you could leave a review on Amazon for our book there's another place you could leave a review honestly (laughs) it would be really really cool to see what you guys think of them and so that people who go to buy them will be able to see did this impact a marriage or did it not impact a marriage like your reviews really help people who are curious about that and it will also help Elisha and I just as we continue to create resources and I don't know. It just like helps us learn. So we do really want to hear from you because it is kind of funny how you publish a book. And when you aren't like a famous person, you know, you publish a book and it's like sitting there. Yeah, it's crickets. It's crickets, yeah, you know? Yeah, you're like, I wonder if anybody's reading it, what they think about it. I going to get it. Yeah. So if you guys get these, take a picture and tag us so that we know and we can share you in our stories and we can show other people. That, oh, that would like, be so they're fun. They're helping you. Yes, please do that. I would love seeing that. Yeah, so. Well, that's it. That was fun, Katie. Congratulations. We published a book. We yes. did it. And hopefully you guys are going to be just as excited about these when you get them in your home yes. as we are to have put them out in the world. Yes. That'd be a win-win. Yes. All right, folks. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you all so much for encouraging Katie and I in our life as we're seeking the Lord, trying to grow in our marriage, wanting to raise up godly children and, and, and enjoy life in the process, having mm-hmm. people to do that with. Um, is so so encouraging and so fun. So thank you for being on this journey with us. Bye-bye.